Have you ever wished that you could get inside your customer's head to really understand what they're thinking and what you need to do to motivate them to buy? Well, I've got news for you. There are ways you can do that. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, we're going to be talking about neuromarketing, the application of science to marketing. And my guest is Felix Gayo. He's a neuromarketing expert and a business growth strategist with over 15 years of sales and marketing experience. He's been featured on major media outlets such as the Huffington Post, Adweek, and Authority Magazine. Felix has appeared as a special guest on a major Canadian radio show where he talked about neuromarketing and the 2019 Canadian election. I love the cross-section of marketing and politics. He also makes frequent appearances on the top business podcasts in the world and contributes to popular publications where he shares the most up-to-date insights on how businesses can take their sales and marketing to the next stratosphere by implementing neuromarketing strategies that give companies the game-changing edge that separates them from the rest of their competitors. Felix, welcome to the show. Hi, Lorraine. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. Felix, I really find this whole topic fascinating. I at one point thought I was going to do psychology. I studied consumer behavior. And I think this is where all those pieces come together. But for people who are not really familiar with the term, let's start with a definition. What is neuromarketing? Yeah. So if you look at the word neuromarketing and you actually break it up, it really combines two words, the neuro and the marketing. So what you're really doing is if, um, you know, neuromarketing had a, if uh, let's say digital marketing and neuroscience had a baby, it would be actually neuromarketing. So it's really the concept is neuroscience meets digital marketing. And that's where the term really comes to the forefront in, uh, when it comes to neuromarketing. As you're looking at how neuroscience and the study of brain and brain chemistry and how all of those things play into our decision-making and you're cross-sectioning that with digital marketing, how do companies use this information? How do you take the science and apply it to your plumbing business or your bakery or your accounting firm? Yeah, that's a great quest, uh, question, Lorraine. So really, neuromarketing is actually understanding the why behind um, you know the effectiveness of a neuromarketing campaign, for example. So if you look at traditional marketing, you know from the top you have tactics, which is more to do with like the, um, you know the such as Facebook ads, SEO, things like that. And then after that you have strategy, which is like okay if you're running Facebook ads, then you do A/B testing. And then what neuromarketing, how that takes it to a whole new level is understanding why. Uh, when you do, let's say, A-B testing or specific strategy, why that works and how, how is that actually the consumer brain processing it on a biological level and evolutionary level as well. So when companies use that, um, what they can do is look, look at the marketing path and allows them to be a lot more granular to pick up why certain things work so they can start optimizing the right points in their marketing uh, campaigns to really get that nudge and um, you know, that big differential uh, factor in terms of the ROI. Okay, so I'm running my campaigns mm -hmm. and I'm thinking about my sales funnel. I'm thinking about messaging that I deliver when somebody doesn't know what they don't know. 
and right. changing it up for someone who's further along the path and mm-hmm. is doing more of that comparison kind of shopping. But are there metrics or tools or things that I can use that will give me insights into sort of the neural marketing side of this? Right. So what it is, is really understanding how the brain is structured and how information physically enters the brain. So that's how you would actually craft your marketing messages. So for example, the very first step is how do you, how do you structure, let's say, to capture someone's attention? Right. So that's number one step. So the way that the brain works on a primal level, because what neuromarketing really targets is actually crafting marketing so that it speaks to the primal brain of the consumer, right? Because the primal brain is actually the place where the subconscious mind lives that actually, um, you know, influences up to 95% of our everyday decisions. And those decisions um, are also uh, applied to our purchasing and buying behaviors as well. So it makes sense to understand that 95%, right? So in terms of, you know, what really catches the attention of the primal brain, that's what it becomes now. So in neuromarketing, it's called orientation response. So what it is, is actually you're showing, for example, video, if you notice it, it's very rapid shifts in angles. And the neuroscience behind that is because the brain, the primal brain is always looking out for information uh, in terms of the stimulus and is and assess it whether this is going to be a threat or non-threat situation. Wow. This is really interesting because I never, I never really thought about why video has sped up. You know, if you watch a movie that was made in the 1930s or 1940s, you have these wonderful long camera angles, you have close-ups that go on forever. Right. And sometimes when I watch a movie that maybe is designed even for somebody who's younger than I am, there are a lot of these very, very quick cuts that I almost find a little uncomfortable. But what you're saying is that that style of videography is really designed because the primal brain wants that? Exactly. That's exactly it. Because what it's it's figuring out, it's figuring out every single different angle that comes in. It wants to assess, is this angle going to be beneficial to my reproductive and survival and, uh, you know, the success of my uh, survival and reproductive um, origins, right? Mm -hmm. So even though, like, you know, you, you can't mate with it or you can't eat it, but what ends up happening is those mechanisms are still at play. Very similar if we walk down the street, you're not going to be, uh, you know, you don't worry about lions anymore. Mm-mm. But our system still works the same, for example, if let's say someone loses a job, right? So they're still feeling the same type of emotions. So the, the governing system um, that leads to a lot of those emotions are still in play that had been affected our, uh, you know, ancestors millions of years ago, for example. So that's why the short clips, it causes what we call novel pattern interruptions, right? So one example is, for example, um, you know, let's say the, the Energizer commercial that was released, um, you know, several years ago. And especially, you know, you, we've watched The Bunny for 30 plus years, so it's really hard. Like, how do you innovate a concept like that and, and still capture the attention of the the customer, right? Especially after something's been around for over three decades. So the, the way that they were able to do is halfway through their um, their advertising or commercial, uh, what they do is, you know, there was a short break, uh, is really quick, and, and and the bunny turns around and looks at the camera, and then there's a saying that says, you know, like Energizer lasts longer with uh, the help of carrots. So instead of seeing a, normally people would be used to seeing a, the the bunny bang on the drum with the with a drum, but now it's a carrot. For example, Got so it. so things like that now 
are, um, you know, really the primal brain loves to to really make sense of that. And it captures the, the primal brain in terms of, okay, is this something that I need to pay attention to? Uh, because I need to assess whether this new stimulus or this new change in my environment is going to be uh, something that uh, is pretty much friend or foe. Okay. So I want to ask two questions. The first is when I'm putting together a video or a carousel to keep the primal brain happy, is it one to two seconds? Is it two to three seconds? How long, you know, how quickly do I have to change those images to keep that brain with me? Right. So usually you're, you're looking for a combination, right? So you're looking for, of course, rapid shifts. So they could be a few seconds and then you, you would merge in with longer clips because if it's too shifty, then what ends up happening is, is like anything like, you know, if you if people get constantly bombarded with the same thing, the, the brain gets used to it. And then on top of that, it could be really hard to process as well, because this is the same thing over and over and over and over again, if it happens too quickly. So, you know, it's a really, it's a, after that becomes an art after that is like, how do you combine these, um, you know, these attention grabbing clips with kind of like longer ones, but not too long where let's say the, the audience will watch and, and kind of and zone out. Right. That really combines those two ideas, the the rapid shift with the pattern interrupt. So you mm-hmm. do a little bit, if I'm understanding you, you might do something a little bit longer and then boom, 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 and then longer again. So just about the time your audience gets comfortable, you want to shake it up a little bit. You make that shift exactly. And it, what it does is it triggers dopamine, right? Because it, it wants to figure out it does, that surprise or that change in pattern is what triggers that dopamine release. So, you know, they're anticipating what the next frame is going to be. So, um, you know, like that's, that's the whole point of, let's say, if you're to look at the casino world, like that's why it's all randomized. Like there's no pattern to it. So even though the brain wants pattern, it, it still wants that novelty factor because novelty is what allows the progression of uh, the human race, right? Because we're always looking for better ways to do things. Um, and, and, uh, but it's, it's also a balance of, you know, it's not always new, 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 because the, the brain also wants familiarity as well to feel safe. So it's a, it's, it's a tug of war between those two, uh, those two worlds, if you want wow. to call it. So Felix, I think we have just about scratched the surface and I think there is so much more to this topic and I really want to encourage everybody to drop by the happybuyingbrain.com where they can learn more about neuromarketing and how they can use it. But I really want to thank you because this has been a real eye-opening conversation. Oh, thank you, Lauren. It's um, it's always a pleasure to share, you know, um, new insights where uh, business owners can apply to their own businesses and, you know, have a game-changing impact in terms of trajectory of the growth of um, their company. Well, I'm going to tell you that I'm going to go back and look at some of my marketing and some of my video and figure out how I can do some of those pattern interrupts because I think I need to shake up my customers. I think that would be a great way to do it. (laughs) If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to find more resources for your business, be sure to check out digitaltoolbox.club. Look for MTFW wherever 